And if only could, I'd make a deal with God. And I'd get up to swap places. Be running that road. Be running on that hill. Be running on that building. Close enough. Beautiful. I never knew she said building. I just, I've been doing running up that hill over and over again. I'll be running up that hill. Still running up that hill. hill. It's a really long hill. I'm getting some good cardio. Okay. Welcome back to uh, the Remake Hot Take podcast, where we play TV and film executives pitching new ideas to media that we know and love. I'm Maria Schwarz. I'm Brooke Reese. And today we are talking about Stranger Things 4, part 1. Just like the Duffer Brothers, we have decided to split up our pod into two parts Mm -hmm. to make more content for our one listener. So, Brooke, what were your what were your overall impressions of this season? I think everyone is like overwhelmingly positive about this season. I don't know that I'm there yet. Like I know that you like you got there and you really like it and you have lots of thoughts and feelings, mostly because it introduced like the new love of your life, Eddie, who I don't know the actor's name. Joseph Quinn. Yeah, I'm sure you know his name, his date, his social security, <laughs> mother's maiden name, but not yet. He keeps yet. it very private. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So he has to he has to gain a little bit more fame before we can oh, yeah. know all of his intimate details. But well, he only played a role in a show called Dickensian, which I haven't seen, but then in Game of Thrones, he only played uh Stark soldier. So Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's like, he's on the scene. <laughs> Oh, um, well, it definitely did introduce like a lot of characters. I know like my one friend said she was like a little bit overwhelmed in the first like episode or two with how many new characters we're getting just because we have the whole California crew now. Also, there will be spoilers for our one and only listener. (laughs) If you're not caught up yet, you know, we don't care if there's zero listeners on this one. Just come back. Come back once you watch it because I will be talking about spoilers, but it definitely did introduce a lot of new and apparently like beloved characters with Enzo slash Dimitri and Eddie and Argyle um those are the I think kind of the main three I feel like your voice changed on Argyle (laughs) like you have opinions Argyle (laughs) yeah fucking stoner no I like Argyle I think that actor really like he plays one character I think he just plays himself I think he just shows up yeah I think he just is a hardcore stoner and people are like this is perfect he just kind of wanders and set wanders off hats off on just capitalizing on that though yeah he's like you know what I'm not an actor I'm myself (laughs) um but my overall impression though I'm going to reserve most of my judgment because, you know, I think it's hard to have too much judgment on where this is going because we don't have the finale essentially yet. We don't have those last two episodes and I think they're supposed to be like pretty bulky episodes. Like the one is like two hours long or something. So we have a lot more that has to happen. Um, My main feelings though were of anxiety (laughs) because I feel like they're going to kill off Hopper and they're going to kill Steve. I feel like it's going to be like one of those two or both or so I was mostly just anxious the entire time. 
And then I, so far, I don't think I like it compared to as much as the other seasons. Season two, season two and this season have similar vibes to me. Season two is forgettable to me. I don't fully I don't remember what happened at all. It's where like Elle's in her grunge mode <laughs> yeah. and she's off with like number eight or whatever. And I did not like that. Yeah. Like I did not like the that season. Callie, that Callie, whatever her name was, storyline. Um, I, and it just felt like a little disjointed. And so far I'm having those feelings with this one. I know it's intentional because it's supposed to show the group. Obviously they're getting older. They look like seven years older than when they first started, even though I think it's only supposed to be like a three year gap from the beginning or something. Obviously the characters are getting older. It's exploring those tensions and the relationship as they move like into high school, what kind of like are they popular kids are they sporty kids like Lucas are they going to be the nerds still um and we have like the split with like the new California crew since Joyce was like bitch I'm peacing out I'm moving (laughs) up out of here she's like witness protection program get me out we have that whole thing and I just thoroughly did not enjoy the California crew to the Mm. point where like to me they were so forgettable and I really like Will as a character like I love his storylines and mostly I love when he is in peril Mm. (laughs) and when he is in danger um and we didn't get that so I think just for by nature of what they were trying to do with all these tensions I don't like that it makes me sad like I'm sad that the crew seem to be splitting up in some ways like Mike and Elle we we don't really know where their relationship stands like Jonathan and Nancy um even like Mike and Will like those scenes just had me so heartbroken so I think they did that effectively I'm just not a fan of of that kind of theme running through it and I thought that there were some decisions so far where some of who I think are the strongest characters and most interesting characters were not being used to like their fullest like hmm. potential and actors like who specifically so I, I was going to touch on Alina, but I can touch on it now. I think Joyce, uh, Winona Ryder, I think mm-hmm. she's like amazing. I think she's like probably one of the, like the best actor in my opinion in this series. I'm just thinking that she does best in her role as like <laughs> the like frantic mom. Mm-hmm. And I love her crazy borderline psychotic the magnets are yeah the magnets are dropping my kid is in the walls that's the kind of energy I want from her and I feel like she's much more toned down and she's much more pulled Mm -hmm. back in this season and I think that's good you know they're making her kind of more like capable and like almost like have more like power and she's like we're going to get Hopper I have a plan with Murray and like they become this this like duo um before when it was you know her and Hopper but I don't know if I like them as much as a duo and Mm. I don't think she's being used to her full potential um which is a bummer and then same thing with Will um Noah Schnapp I think he does a really good job too I think he does a good job of being like a a a nerd in distress a damsel in distress and I really like his relationship now a painter in distress a painter in distress yeah I like his relationship with Mike when he's in that role um Mm -hmm. and I guess with Elle too like they have that connection and for me, the California crew, Mike is like a throwaway character for me. I'm yeah, sorry. I, hate I, Mike. I, I don't hate him to the extent that I think you hate him. I think he has, 
redeemable moments but his redeemable moments are not like from his like own personality (laughs) or his own like character I think it's just his redeemable moments I think he's has those connections with Elle and with Will where you can like kind of flesh out like what his maybe true personality is like when he has those more vulnerable moments with them or he like wants to protect Elle and he wants to protect um Will and we didn't get that really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little bit with Elle when she's like being dragged away to prison. But for me, he's such like a throwaway character. So we just have like that whole California crew. And I thought to me that they were so like forgettable that I did not even realize that they were not at all in the very last episode that we have so far this season. Like, like the episode went through its entirety. And then like I was watching it with my roommate and then like we finished and literally like 30 minutes later I was like oh my god I was like we didn't we never picked back up from like Susie's house or wherever they ended their little story so I don't know I think I mean Stranger Things has always done the like separate you know storylines with the different characters but for some reason the same thing like it was in season two where like Elle is in like a physically different location and the California and the Russia I feel like it was just like a little too like split up for me, but um, there were a lot of moments that I liked too, but we can get into that as well. But so overall, my feelings were also just like clouded by sadness that the crew was seemingly is like breaking up in a lot of ways, um, anxiety, because I feel like they're going to kill off a main character and just kind of like boredom with some of the choices that they made. Um, also, I will say, I literally, props to me, I literally guessed, like, the plot twist that was going to happen in this with, like, who <laughs> Vecna is. I literally guessed it on both accounts. So, like, the one twist is that it was, um, this is the big spoiler. <laughs> um, the one twist is that it was, I guess his name is Peter. Yeah, Peter or number one for that their little experiment or whatever is it not Uh, henry oh maybe he has three names jesus (laughs) henry it's a millie bobby brown scenario (laughs) yeah okay so (laughs) it's henry creel goes by peter ballard when he's in the Mm, ward okay anyway and number one so anyways (laughs) we'll just call him one um (laughs) or vecna so four names is that is that all of them I think that's all of them. Jesus. Um, douchebag. But imagine <laughs> trying to form a nickname for this guy. <laughs> You're like, I, I see why they named him like one. They were like, hey, no, let's cut this down. We're just going to go with a numeric system here. Maybe that's why they adopted it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, number one, Peter, Henry, that guy. Um, I literally guessed it. I literally was like, I called it from like episode two. Like as soon as we saw the like crunchy crunchy, which I was like reading up a like just a recap because I watched this like two weeks ago or whatever when it first came out and my memory is already slipping away. But I watched it and <laughs> one one article called Chrissy, so what Vecna does to all of his victims, they called it fatally pretzled. Oh <laughs> and I really like that description. So um, when Chrissy is fatally pretzled, I was like, ain't no motherfucking way. I was like, these are the signs and the symptoms of another like telekinetic L-like power. I was like, it's got to be another student. 
and I was like avoiding spoilers on Twitter I was like it's gotta be another student and my roommate Megan was like was like oh that's a great idea and then we like got to the next episode and they were like no it's Vecna here he is in the underworld and she was like Brooke your theory's wrong and I was like damn I was like oh, I feel like that was really good like they should have used that they should have used my idea <laughs> well, it's very much like a Kylo Ren situation Kylo Ren went to Luke Skywalker's school and then murdered everyone else there yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then becomes the big, the big baddie <laughs> I mean, Kylo, he had his reasons. <laughs> I, I don't, I sympathize a little bit more with him, but well, I guess I sympathize a little bit with Peter Henry one, um, back now. um, but anyways, and then my second theory, I was like, they were talking about this Victor Creel character. And then I was like, no, I was like, it's one of his kids. And then my roommate, ugh, the naysayer, she was like, She's like, no, all of them died. And I was like, yeah, but they said that Elle died too. They whisked her away from the operating table, said that she died. And I was like, it's gotta be one of the kids. And then boom, boom, right on both accounts. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, Brooke, stop. Quit now. You're Dustin. (laughs) I was like, I'm so powerful. (laughs) Um, But anyways, okay. I've talked for like 30 minutes straight. So (laughs) Maria, well, we were going to do overall impressions, but now if you want to dive deep into like a lot of your stuff too, go for it. Uh, I actually really loved it. I mean, I've seen it three times through now. Oh my Um, gosh. See, I've only seen it through once. So yeah, I've spent time. They usually do that like split up thing. um, And it usually kind of pisses me off. But now I feel like all the like pieces that need to be together right now are together I was kind of frustrated last season with like the scoops ahoy crew needed (laughs) to work with like the other group like I was like we have all this information but I feel like everyone has different information now and they don't really go together so it doesn't really feel as separate also I feel like Jonathan Will and Mike are some of my least favorite characters so I kind of like how they're like just kind of shoved off to the side so when I rewatch I can just skip the California crew um, like, fast forward yep. <laughs> and especially like the people that I think work the best together like I think Dustin and Steve mm-hmm. um Steve and Robin now Nancy and Robin Lucas and Max I think all of those relationships work really well so I like that they're all together and I actually do really like the Joyce Murray relationship you know she's been a mom for so long she deserves a vacation (laughs) I like Murray for some reason I really enjoyed him in small doses Mm. and when we have him constantly there I felt like he lost like a little bit of his like comedic like power in in some way yeah I don't know for some reason it just wasn't like hitting as hard for me as his other like cameos in the past seasons but see now I psych myself up with my my fingers are arrows so (laughs) uh he's my role model but I think this season also gives us I mean I really liked how they came back to a lot of things that they introduced in previous seasons so there are a bunch of times in season one through three in which you can hear like a clock ticking when you go oh, into the upside down so like there are like some parts of that maybe Vecna has been there the entire time so it feels really thought out um and then that whole like Callie uh number five eight whatever number her sister was that like came up I think season two I was kind of frustrated that the other patients never came back in so I like that they're returning to that and then they also return to the whole hopper 
victim of war kind of element that they brought up in a previous season. Um, the one thing that I would like to be addressed is what happened to the dog in season one. What dog? <laughs> Remember the Byers family had a dog? Oh, I do yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Cause there's that. So Will comes home and there's the dog. And then there's also the moment where Hopper is like investigating the house and the dog like barks towards the shed. And so that's why he goes to the shed, but it's never explained what happens to the dog. Like, honestly, at this point, I am willing to settle for like a lazy, Hey, Jonathan, what's wrong? Oh, I was just thinking about how my dog died that week when my brother <laughs> went missing. Like I would even handle for just like some kind of closure with the dog. It just really makes me mad that there was a random dog for like two episodes and I got invested. Um, he's my favorite character. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, You're Robin. for his triumphant return. <laughs> yeah. He's mm. actually the mind flayer. <laughs> Maybe they were like dog sitting. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, or something but um I do think we have one of the best villains in the series so far that just like makes me feel angry inside I just want to be clear that I'm fully talking about Angela <laughs> like I'm not talking about oh, Vecna. My Angela God. is such a bitch I want to suggest to her to like go on a spring break vacation to Hawkins Indiana just so that she can be uh fatally pretzled as you put <laughs> I know I know I that was like one of my remakes. I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit about Elle <laughs> defeating Vecna. I'm like, baby girl, save up all those powers. Save up all that recharge energy. And I want you to brutally kill her. Right? <laughs> like public, in public. Like go back to that roller rink <laughs> and use your little powers. Kill, actually kill everyone at that school. They were all awful. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's if, well, I'll pop in a little remake here. I'm like, we forget the Vecna storyline and Elle goes back and gets the justice <laughs> that she deserves. But yeah, actually everyone just kind of comes back to California and they abandon Hawkins. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> they're like, we got to go finish the final boss. And it's like, they say like all the promo is like a war is coming to Hawkins, but it's actually coming to California. <laughs> I love it. A war on all of those <laughs> popular bitches but yeah I love how her character is like oh my god Jane because she goes by Jane she's like mm-hmm. oh my god Jane is such a loser like she has like a dead dad <laughs> yeah what like, the hell like yeah good reason to make fun of someone and I'm she's like, like Helen Keller is my hero and I'm like things are not adding up um <laughs> Yeah, I think she's worse than Vecna, like 100%. But Vecna kind of freaks me out. Like, I'm just a, n- normally afraid of bones cracking in general. Like, I've never broken a bone, knock on wood. I was already freaked out by the time that the eyes were gouged out and all that. Um, I also think Vecna looks like Ebony Maw, you know, the Squidward guy from Avengers. He's the one that floats. Yes, yeah. I think he looks like Ebony Ma a lot. Um, but I also like don't fully understand the significance of the grandfather clock. Like, is that how he manipulates time? Because I feel like that would take a while. Like, have you ever tried to rewind like a VHS tape? Like, imagine how <laughs> long it would take to just to get get, get to your like father's days in the war. <laughs> Going back really far. I 
Yeah. So I feel like we have a lot of unanswered questions. Like we can talk about like our theories and stuff, but I, I do like that aspect that it has like brought up so far this season, like a lot of really interesting things. I think that the upside down is obviously like the thing that is most interesting <laughs> about um about Hawkins and about the this like storyline and, and the disappearing dog that no and, one is concerned about and the buyer's missing dog yeah they were like oh my god where's Will and the dog <laughs> right um where was the search party where was where was the search party <laughs> they don't care about animals <laughs> as much. Maybe he was like a little treat for like a Demogorgon, like a little demi dog snack. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe that wasn't included for viewer discretion. Um, I actually don't like Vecna as much of a villain compared to the Mind Flayer and compared to the Demogorgon because I I don't know. So like it it also like raised like a bunch of questions about the Upside Down, but I kind of liked better this like we don't quite understand like the creatures from the upside down like what the mind flare is what the demogorgons are I don't know that like animal sci-fi villain for some reason is much more compelling to me than this like humanoid (laughs) sci-fi villain and it is I mean he is like a human of this world that's been like you know turned into this new thing so I don't know I just prefer the mind flayer and I'm like where the fuck did the mind flayer go is the mind flayer mm, yeah. destroyed like are they gonna bring that up again because he said I don't know we presume that it's at least super injured at the end of last season when like Billy sacrifices himself but then they say that Vecna is like his five-star general and the mind flayer is using Vecna but I'm like why would Vecna like why would he do what the mind player wants unless he was like infected but can that even happen if he's like already a super powerful 11 type patient character I don't know so it brought up a lot of questions for me but the biggest one that I thought was interesting like what are your theories on like the why is the time stopped and also the upside down looks so different from how it Mm -hmm. looked in past seasons and I thought that was super interesting I read something that said that maybe when Elle is opening up the gate or whatever it made the upside down like a more like unstable like land or world to inhabit and that's what like the coming war is is that because it's so unstable the like two worlds are coming like closer and closer together or something but yeah the upside down looks dramatically different like we have this like red volcanic like tone to it and it's basically like we have like all these new little creatures and critters running around and the constant earthquakes and stuff so I'm like oh my god what's happening what's happening here but also <laughs> the the thing that I don't get that the this Vecna storyline complicates a lot is that L has opened up the gate before by throwing him in and so it wasn't the first time when she opened it up when Will got trapped in there by the Demogorgon. I think that, so when he, when she throws it in, I think that's the big gate that we opened season one with. Like, I think that's the same facility. Okay. So you think that's the gate that they're like working Yeah, around? I think that's like what, like the rainbow room is, becomes that like science facility thing. That's what I at least assumed. Um, and then they wanted her to like, interact with it more 
Um, but yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because we haven't really spent all that much time in the upside down up until now, mm-hmm. like 11 has been in it for like her little short stroll at school that one time. And then like Nancy has run through it, I think. Um, but that's like about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Maybe there was like a beautification law. Like, I don't know, maybe they just been like sprucing things up. Beckna's like, I'm going to be down here a while. <laughs> like, just, just like I'm just actually, decorate. yeah, he's like, I'm actually running for city council <laughs> and I would appreciate your vote. <laughs> he's like, just it's all a campaign. Yeah, he the, he's just like grabbing supporters. <laughs> That's what the, yeah. his victims are. Um, but he's like, yeah, my first improvement, more earthquakes. <laughs> my second improvement, <laughs> more red, more lava. Um, but but see, like I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So like her first opening of the world, and like why Papa is like, what have you done? Like I kind of interpreted that as like holy shit, like, what is this? I mean, obviously, I think he's upset about Peter Henry one Vecna <laughs> being <laughs> being obviously a murderer and then kind of probably also losing him because he knew how powerful he was too. I thought that he originally thought that she murdered everyone. That was how I interpreted that. I think like a lot of people said that. I don't know why. I just like never, I never thought that that was like the case. Like I didn't mm. think that he placed blame there. I thought he like, knew immediately that it was Peter but um I would just be like hmm everyone's dead there's one girl standing and she has blood coming from her eyes hmm (laughs) who did it (laughs) (laughs) who could it be um but I think he knew like what Peter Henry one's intentions were um more so than like Elle wanting to have those like evil urges but because she's she's even younger there than she is at the start of season one I think she's like several years younger so I'm just really confused why they show this like presumably first incident of throwing Vecna into the into this other world into the upside down but then also introduce the idea that the upside down is now like stuck in time on the date that Will entered the upside down for the first time. So I'm really confused like how they could like what the significance here is because to me it seems like this first incidence of contact with like opening up the gate for the first time throwing throwing back in there would be way more important than Will entering it I am like just confused of what the logistics are there and I'm confused why if Vecna's been in there for like five years like why mm-hmm. he now is targeting like victims and also really like how that works like mm-hmm. I I don't understand quite like how his his methods work <laughs> for getting his victims um so I don't know. And I I don't know if they're going to answer any of those questions in the next mm-hmm. couple of episodes or if, because I don't know, for some reason, the, the being stuck on the date thing seems like super important to me. Yeah. I don't know if it was just like a throwaway thing, but I'm like, oh, I feel like I, I really hope that they build on that because to me, that's like super interesting. Like, is the upside down stuck on the same day now? And that's why it's like more unstable and that's why that world is falling apart or like maybe it was like the mind flare was like welcoming will and they're like here 
it looks like your home. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's like a it, memory foam. It like it, it molds to your preferences. And yeah, like it takes a while to bounce back yeah. after Wilson in there. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because I saw. First of all, I want the mind player to return because I think I just like him more as a villain. But um, I read like another thing that that might be like one of the things is that the mind player doesn't want to kill Will at all. You know, like he much, very much like more like uses him as like this way to see into the other world, but he doesn't want to like do harm to him. I would like to see Will more so have that connection with the upside down and we don't get that when he's in the middle of a desert <laughs> trying to trying to paint who I assume is his BFF Mike but I wanted to talk about some theories that okay. I've been seeing online so Eddie I don't know I don't think I love him as like a character I think he's okay. just like a cool guy uh, I think the actor is uh, wonderful, um, but there's this theory that Eddie is secretly number 10 because of that one line where uh, Chrissy's like, oh, I didn't recognize you. And he's like, I had my hair buzz and I didn't have all these sweet tatties yet. And that's why they think that like, but I think you can have your hair buzzed for other reasons than you're a like psychic telekinetic patient I don't yeah, know maybe I mean, that's just me <laughs> I mean that is the number one reason <laughs> but it's like two. family feud yeah <laughs> why is there hair They're on the board yeah number two is like they're in the military <laughs> but number one is for sure psychic mm-hmm. powers so yep. uh, I would feel like that would be I would be flabbergasted if that right. was Eddie's story arc. I don't personally see that theory holding much truth there. I'm not a huge fan of Eddie. Like immediately when they introduced Robin last year, I was like, yes, we love Robin. Like I love her dynamic. I feel like Eddie doesn't quite have that dynamic with anyone in particular yet. I just enjoy his voice. And the way yeah. <laughs> he is unabashedly himself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I didn't see that. Um, oh, cool. I, I, cool, cool, cool. I kind of disliked him, at least in like the cafeteria scene. I was like, who is this 40-year-old man that is <laughs> like playing? He is 29. <laughs> okay, well, he, is he British? Is yes. he British? Yeah, he's 40 years old then in like American years. <laughs> he, um, I'm just like, oh, I don't like this. And then I'm like, okay, I guess he's like a little more sympathetic. And then he's running from the mob. That's another thing. I I just feel bad for him because he's the only character who hasn't been able to change his clothes the entire yeah, season. <laughs> on the run. That, that's another thing. I loved the kind of storyline with Lucas discovering like who his teammates and his like new friend group really Mm -hmm. is and I love that they brought in like the historical like Christian moral panic of Mm -hmm. like the satanic panic I was like yes I love that like American history (laughs) coming through (laughs) with that I think his name's Jason the like Jason Carver yeah, the main football guy, or no, basketball, basketball, <laughs> main basketball. I'm sure he plays football too. Yeah, oh yeah. Summer. And the basic like mob mentality, we, that's still not finished either. Like we, we kind of left off with them 
charging out like from the the like the school like little assembly thing at the end mm-hmm. there so we don't quite know where that's heading either I and hate I- all the parents though yeah every parent except for like the buyers is useless <laughs> okay no 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 I will not have Karen Wheeler slander she how is she okay love her but how is why is she like the one other parent who's a main character listed on the show She's awesome. She deserves top billing. I mean, Joy- Joyce is my Can she get one. involved? <laughs> she is, though. She tries. You see it throughout every season. She's, like, trying to keep track of her kids. They don't open up to her. They constantly but lie to her. she's not doing well. No, she's not doing a good job. But to be fair, it's, like, the 80s. She can't track them on her iPhones. Like, I feel like Karen would. She, she would, would be, track yeah. them if she, if she had the ability to. But... I actually really love Karen. I love her um outfits and her costuming. I love seeing what they do with her as like the years progress for the for the like <laughs> for the styles um of the decade. So I I like Karen, but Joyce is my number one out of the parents. But yeah, other than that, they're pretty useless. I love when they're like just sitting around with the cops and um I'd love to see more Erica. Like I'm really glad that she right. was more involved in the season. I really like her as a character. Like I'm excited and I want to see even more from her. I'm wondering uh, what Robin's backstory is cuz Robin is the only one where we have zero information about her entire family. Like she just kind of plopped right in there. I would love if her backstory is just like Maya Hawk's actual <laughs> story she's like yeah my mom Uma (laughs) and my dad Ethan like ah they're pretty cool they're in a couple things right now um that's what I think her backstory should be because all we know is it might not even be from this world because it was from it's technically canon but it wasn't written by the Duffer brothers but like that she was technically like she was Barb's childhood friend And that's why she hates Nancy so much because Barb like pulled away from her to be with Nancy. Oh, I didn't get the sense that she hated Nancy though. I thought they were like, like, there's that one part where she, I think it's the part where she and Steve are like throwing up in the bathroom. He's like, oh yeah, you state Nancy Wheeler. And she's like, oh yeah, that like prissy something. He's like, actually not, not really. She's not. So I think she had like this kind of, judgment of her um Mm -hmm. which is really interesting which is why I really like that relationship in season four of their like bestie goals yeah so I'm really interested in what Robin's backstory there's some like theories that she's like secretly a Russian spy (laughs) (laughs) because she learned Russian (laughs) so fast but there's another theory um because Caleb McLaughlin who plays Lucas um, when he was asked to describe the season in one word, he said traitor. Hmm. So what I thought originally and what I also saw online is that I definitely feel like the guidance counselor is like maybe being controlled by the mind flayer because it doesn't really make any sense on why he's just like choosing teens. Mm-hmm. Like there are definitely like some parents who have some trauma who are not being targeted as just like this one lady's patience. Um, yeah so I definitely feel like something's there yeah everyone on Twitter is like pointing out that she's wearing like a clock necklace too and then like Vecna uses the clock as like one of his final like 
symbols or whatever before killing him so that was one of my remakes that i threw out i was like what if uh instead of a grandfather clock vecna uses a novelty cuckoo clock (laughs) i like Um, that um or he uses like an apple watch (laughs) (laughs) um he's like you've gotten your steps in for the day and for your life (laughs) okay two things that i want to bring up real quick why was peter vecna henry number one not able to remove his own little chip like i mm. i didn't understand l's like i was like dude grab like a knife <laughs> like what the fuck like what maybe years of having psychic ability he's like what are hands yeah it's like like a harry potter situation where he's like i don't know how to function without it's like i i need to use a spell to kill this toddler i've never gun. heard of a gun i mean a toddler just like drop them yeah <laughs> But yeah, so I was like, okay, I was like, I guess L was needed, but like, I I feel like he could have sorted that one on his own. Also, do you like feel like sympathy for him at all? Because like, clearly, like from the beginning, he killed his parents or, or killed his mom, like got his dad in prison, killed his sister. Like clearly he doesn't, like he's psychopathic, <laughs> like he is a serial murderer. He's using his abilities to do that. But there was like the briefest of moments where I was like, oh, like when he for like was just with Elle, like in the basement or whatever, I was like, oh, like I know that he's about to go upstairs and murder all these kids. But I was like, more power to him for like just a second. <laughs> for, like just like a hot Treat second. yourself, Beckna. <laughs> for like just a second. I was like, ah, yeah. I like, I get it. I I get it. Like obviously the kids are innocent. Well, some of them aren't. There's like that whole infighting where at least like five of the older ones were complete assholes too. But um, there was just like the briefest of moments where I was like, I get it, dude, that that seems valid. I don't love murder in general. <laughs> Listen, it's like an Anakin thing. I'm like, okay, so he did murder. But he's hot when he's in your human form. Yeah, but I was like, but he's like, oh, I kind of like, like what's going on there. He's like tall and blonde. <laughs> I can fix him. I can fix him that's always my response I'm like yeah so this mass murder is really hot but like I think we get him in with the right therapist ah he's brand new um but no like you know what I mean though like he was obviously like a horrible kid obviously something bad from the start there but then he was taken like against as well I guess like all of the kids were and I kind of see like where his anger is misdirected at the other ones but I don't know. Yeah, Anything I didn't love him. <laughs> I don't okay. know. I mean, me either, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I I think, I don't know. Do you think, like, in his twisted mind, maybe, like, killing them was a way to, like, save them from being, like, Maybe. I think he's just against humanity in general, though. Okay, okay. But then it's, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of Vecna, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you what song, just in case, just in case we run into a situation in which you are possessed and I need to strap some earbuds to you while you're mid-flight, <laughs> uh, what song would you choose <laughs> to uh, uh, run from Vecna? Okay, I 
oh my god I don't even know like what my favorite song is when I was about like seven years old I was like Brooke you need to just pick a favorite song <laughs> and it was All Star by Smash Mouth <laughs> <laughs> and I like I stuck to my guns for like years with that one I was like that's it the one and only and then I'll just I appreciate though in the previous seasons you know season one it was like the Demogorgon biggest weakness is fire Mm -hmm. um season two Mm -hmm. it's like closing up the portal and then like we have all these things season four it's like choir (laughs) yeah it's like ipod nano (laughs) that'll get um um oh god I don't know like probably like a a Lumineers or a Lord Huron song I don't know Mm. I'm not like I don't have like a single favorite song so I'm just gonna fucking die I guess (laughs) you're gonna be like just like hit shuffle Hopefully you find something. Hopefully it's not like the cha-cha slide. I hope I'm in the mood. Yeah. Hopefully it's not something I like downloaded (laughs) for for a school project or something onto my phone. Um, but yeah, or we can stick to All Star by Smash Mouth and I'll be like, I'll be in the nostalgia from when I said that that had to be my favorite song from age eight and on. But yeah, what about you? What's your my favorite song is the mute by radical face and I feel like I feel like I'm really at a disadvantage because that's not like a running song like that's more of like a comforting like imagine your song is kumbaya and you like have to yeah. like run for your life like you just want to sit down and like okay. meditate like so I don't I know need, like, it's like just, I feel like song. you need a running song yeah like you need like a strong beat to the right <laughs> I'm like, it's Nicki Minaj's Anaconda. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. But also real quick, who do you want Nancy to be with? Nancy and Jonathan or Nancy and Steve? Because I feel like they're so obviously like setting up Nancy and Steve to be a thing, but I feel like they're setting it up so that Steve's death, which I think is going to happen, will be like more tragic. I don't know. I mean, I don't really like Jonathan all that much. Um, he just feels um, meh. Like, I don't know. I just don't really have much feelings. And I think Jonathan and Nancy were fitting when there was like a love through trauma. Like they could just like hold out their little hands and have the scars. And that was like kind of cute. And I don't think that Steve and Nancy were suited when they were actually dating but I think Steve has gone through such an an evolution that I think he and Nancy they're they're good I like I don't know I like Steve and and Nancy personally I think that they're both like very like protective Mm -hmm. souls Steve is kind of willing to go anywhere like he'll follow her anywhere Jonathan won't leave his family so also just like circumstantial wise lock that up yeah I really don't like Jonathan in this season pretty much at all like I don't know it was a weird choice to make him literally like just a loser like he's just a stoner with his friend he's not doing anything like I guess he's trying to get his act together like 
when prompted to become like his brother's like protector and stuff once once everything goes down like at the house and I think that like he and Nancy do like really love each other like they have like those little like short monologues about how awesome the other person is like when she's in the new like in the newspaper room and he's like talking with Argyle or whatever but yeah it's so weird that they're just like lying to each other and Jonathan is not willing to you know follow her wherever she wants to go to school so yeah I and I love Steve and I think you know he it's showing that Steve does love Nancy and kind of still loves Nancy never stopped and that he's not finding like the right other girl because Nancy like is the right girl so I don't know I wouldn't be mad if Jonathan and Nancy's relationship ended but I I also don't hate them but also, like, imagine if Steve and Nancy got together and then they tried to do the do the deed and then they're like, remember last time we did this? We killed my friend. That honestly, that might be a good point, though. Like, I know that Nancy feels so much guilt about that with, like, Barb that mm-hmm. I don't think, because they continued dating, like, after, you know, for, like, another, like, year or so or maybe less than that, like, after... Do you think when she had sex with Jonathan, she was like waiting for a call? Like, which yeah. one of my friends is well, going to die? Well, thankfully, I don't think she has any more close friends. Cool, she was cool, like, cool. Oh. She's like, I ran through them, but like, what if Robin <laughs> just drops dead now that they're friends? So, no, no, I love Robin. Um, The last thing I wanted to say, I just think it's kind of unrealistic that Eleven has lived in this like laboratory for her entire life. And the second, she gets out she gets a boyfriend like I've been out here fighting for my life <laughs> for what yeah, 24 years that's a well honestly Mike wasn't interested in any other girls Elle has the superpowers you know what maybe Shit. Mike is like a little gay because you know how like Elle was constantly confused as a boy Maybe Mike's first inclination. Well, I feel like he saw her and he was like, you're so pretty. Like when she put on that blonde wig, mm-hmm. like when all Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing. I think, I mean, like, are we for sure that Will is gay? I mean, I think they're trying mm-hmm. to keep it purposely ambiguous, but I'm team gay Will. <laughs> I, think, I mean, they like have dropped hints constantly. But I think his best friend, Mike, treats him like shit. And I think he yeah. deserves Fuck a better Mike. man and a better best friend. Yeah. Hell but yeah. He and Robin just need to talk to each other yeah. for their own, like, pride alliance. Oh, yeah. Have they even met? Um, probably. No. Probably Maybe, not. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. So now we're going to talk about our predictions on who will die. And we will revisit these in part two of this episode okay so do you think that there's any chance that Joyce will die no yeah I don't think so either I think the Byers family has gone through enough like we gotta leave them alone for like one season Joyce is such a strong character I that would be insane I yeah no Hopper yes I think for sure (sighs) I think it would just be such a perfect setup that he I think it'll be like they finally get together you know like they're in each other's arms for the last like 10 seconds or whatever of the Russian group's storyline and I feel like he's just not making it out of there like I feel like I don't know I feel like Dimitri is like they created him to die 
in place of Hopper. In place of oh, Hopper. Yeah. Like I, I can think... already like see what it will be is like as soon as he mentioned like his son's name, I was like, that guy's not making it out. Like I can see it now that he's gonna be like he's gonna sacrifice himself and then be like tell Mikhail or whatever his name was what his father did. Like that's I swear to God, if that doesn't happen, I will be shocked. Okay, so has Stranger, I guess Stranger Things historically has not been super bold in their who they kill off choices, right? Yeah, it's it's often uh, supporting new characters in Which the is, season. Yeah, new and supporting characters. So like Bob was the big one. But they're all B names and Bob, there's no Bs left really. Billy. Bopper. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Bopper. <laughs> Hey, we will. Oh, that's another thing. Real quick, I watched Predator yesterday, and they, um, for sure were inspired by that. And I like Googled afterwards, and the first guy to die in Predator is named Jim Hopper. And well, this one's doing better so far. And the second guy to die is named Hawkins. Mm. (laughs) So they definitely, I think that's why I can watch the show though like I'm not a big horror person Mm -hmm. and I think if it was like ghosts or like supernatural stuff I think it would freak me out but like the fact that it's like a monster and it's like specifically in Indiana makes me feel really good like it's bad for Hawkins really great for me (laughs) yeah you're like I don't have to worry about this (laughs) yeah that's why I I love like creature stories that's why Mm -hmm. I more prefer the mind player in Demogorgon over like this vector like oh we're scared of a man yeah we are every day <laughs> like I'm a woman this is not a unique experience I love uh, that. but I don't know I feel like Hopper if they're going to be bold and I feel like they were hinting that they were going to be bold and that this mm-hmm. was like the start of the war but also would it make sense to kill off Hopper like why would they bring him back because they right. was kind of presumed dead we weren't for sure for sure until like Except um, if that's her. what gets Elle her powers back, is like witnessing her like stepfather's death. Yeah, that but, would make but, sense to me. But Elle doesn't know that he's alive. Like, she's well, maybe still- he just reunites and they see each other across a room. That's what I'm saying, though. I mm. feel like if they do kill him, it's gonna be something tragic like that. Like we get that reunion moment, and we think everything's good again, and we're like, yes, and then they kill him if they're not going to be bold then I think they're going to use Enzo Dimitri Mm -hmm. in replacement of I swear the line is going to be tell Mikhail what his father did I'm telling you yeah something about because I mean they did play up a lot he's like he's at that age where he doesn't think I'm cool and he like whatever he wants to so I, I can for sure see that. I think that would be like the very, if we're keeping in line with what they're doing, I think that's the choice if they're being more bold because it's we're wrapping up the series with the next season. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know. They might do something like that. But yeah, I'm really scared though. <laughs> they Mike? Do you think Mike will die? No. Mike's in no danger ever. So I don't think. I don't think they're killing off any of the kids like mm-hmm. I it's a it's a no-go yeah I don't think so either and I think they're gonna leave Will alone unless yeah. they're using the painting as like a after a goodbye no yeah because Noah Schnapp did get into U Penn so he may be busy 
He is. He's is doing his business. Yeah. That'd be sad. I'd be so pissed if they killed off Will without him like contributing really anything in this season. The only kid that I think is there's possibility is Max because I feel like they're lulling us into like a false sense of security that she's done. But then remember they did the Hopper thing in season three where they like finish off with the letter in his like voiceover and we mm-hmm. still have all those unopened letters from Max. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the, okay. I think Max and Will are my main contenders of the kids that could die. Maybe it'll be a situation where they get stuck in the upside down again or something mm-hmm. at the end of the season. And then season six all about like getting them. I would be really surprised if they made like, if they fully <laughs> killed her off. Cause yeah. dang, that's, that's down two for the, for the <laughs> blended family. That they yeah. have for Billy and Max is down two kids. That would be, that'd be unfair for them. I would be shocked, but maybe she'll get, like maybe they'll somehow get stuck in the upside down or something mm-hmm. um 11 no I think there's no way there's there's not a stranger things if she is not there exactly like, I would not want to watch season five if if Elle is not present that's that would make no sense uh Nancy see I saw like something on Twitter today or whatever they're releasing pictures for the mm-hmm. next two episodes and Nancy was there at the table. Yeah. So, so I think she's, I think they're, they want it to be like, Nancy's going to die, but it's very, I think that's like a lulling us into what we think her fate is. I think there's no way that she's going to die. There's also a bunch of videos and pictures of Eddie playing guitar. So I think that's probably how she's going to get out of that little like possession thing. Cause if you remember, like we had that really like obvious shot, if he's like, sorry, I'm late honey and he like strokes his guitar and they're in his trailer right now yeah so. true 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 um jonathan i don't think so yeah it, the, the, so or the, the arizona california crew i think they're all so good far removed from <laughs> anything right now if anything like car accident like yeah. i don't think i think it's not even gonna right, be related. driving under the influence right. <laughs> like just like a side quest thing like it's california so like earthquake i don't know like yeah, it's just like, yeah it's not gonna be related at all um, <laughs> martin brenner yeah the papa i think it could be like because it's a b last that. name and mm-hmm. those guys are coming to that facility and i it maybe 11 is going to be the last one left and i feel like it could be like a billy scenario of like villain to good guy in the very last okay second. that's that's I didn't even think about him I can mm-hmm. totally see that though I think she right now she has two daddies Hopper and original daddy <laughs> and I think original daddy needs to die so that he doesn't so. sue for custody <laughs> yeah <laughs> they don't have any like joint custody issues but I can totally see that oh I really hope what's his name Owens is that his right? name Sam I Owens. hope he doesn't die I'll be really sad I think I think he's a good guy even though yeah mm-hmm. how do you feel about him kind of selling or like at least lying to Al to get her to have these powers I still think he's a good guy I think he's a good guy I think yeah. he actually cares about the kids he does um okay Steve you think oh, Steve like, is gonna die I mean there has to be her. some reason for the Demobats but also I I think there's just going to be such outrage because he's such a fan favorite. So I don't know. He is. He is. I, but I like, I'm most worried about Stephen Hopper dying for Mm -hmm. like the very similar reasons of like he and Nancy 
finally shares something again and he like sacrifices himself for her so I'm worried about that but literally Steve is like one of my favorite characters so I'd be so sad Mm -hmm. Robin I can also actually see that but I hope not since she's just like a fun like I don't think Murray's in danger I would be really yeah I don't think Murray's in danger I feel like Murray and Robin play like the same funny sidekick character and I so, feel like we need to come back to her love interest. Yeah. So I feel like it's not going to happen. If it did, I feel like it would be like she sacrifices herself to mm-hmm. save Nancy. Not Maybe not sacrifices, like, but she goes in there and helps and then gets hurt and tells Steve to like go on with his life yeah. and get out there or something. I would be really surprised, though, because she and Marie, right. in my mind, are the, the comedic relief. So yeah. Argyle I feel like there's no chance I think he's good he's good (laughs) I don't think he'll really notice a difference if he does pass away (laughs) if he does end up in the upside down (laughs) he's like oh man it's dark in here (laughs) like he is not he's not aware of his mind like he sees all those like Vecna body statues like dope decorations yeah he's like oh I love what you've done with the place um Halloween man (laughs) and lastly Eddie I think there's a chance there's a chance because he's introduced as a new character beloved new those are often to go and it would be a great end to his character arc of like I always run from people and like he actually sacrificed himself in the end would be a great thing but Joseph Quinn did say that he wanted to do more scenes with Charlie Heaton next season Mm mm-hmm which makes me think that he's safe. So if that's, yeah, if that's the case, I don't know. I'm envisioning then that people are getting stuck in the upside down or something, Mm -hmm. or that it's like him and Max and like the characters that we're kind of worried about. Mm -hmm. I feel like there might be like the gate closes and people are on the other side or like Mm -hmm. if they're not going to kill them, that they're going to have them be in like, mortal peril again Mm -hmm. um so I don't know but if we're sticking with what Stranger Things has done in the past he and Dimitri Enzo have the most chance because they're like beloved new character supporting or beloved new supporting characters so they are love Joe Quinn they're historically the most on the chopping block I think if they're making a big move it's gonna be now that you mention it, Brenner, Hopper, and Steve, I think those are the ones we have to be most worried about if they're going to make mm. a bold move. So yeah. <sighs> I'm Okay, in. so we'll check back in <laughs> next episode to see how we do on those. It'll either be very impressive. I swear to God, Dimitri is going to go out with that line. <laughs> Well, um, if we come back, you will get your <laughs> validation. Brooke, do you have any pitches? <laughs> okay, I have like a couple mini ones again. My first is that the two like cops that are assigned to the California crew's house while they're like waiting for basically Elle to go do her thing and they're protecting them. Um, it's that those two cops are lactose intolerant and they don't want to order a pizza <laughs> from, from Argyle. Um, so then they're just gunned down by the <laughs> U.S. government. 
and we just end their story there the california crew you thought they were safe they're not and it's the u.s government's fault but thank god argyle makes it out Ar- any either way argyle is fine in this series. he's fine i think it actually continues and argyle just fills in the roles <laughs> that, that everyone left behind i'm there. just picturing him in a bunch of wigs <laughs> I know I meant like emotionally fills in those <laughs> roles, but I yeah. thought it was like Mike, here's my painting. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I think that would only happen in the SNL's case. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's one thing. Cops are lactose intolerant, no pizza delivery to save them, tortured by the US government, and <laughs> no longer there. Um, but they were forgettable anyway. So it's like, oh, what happened to them? Oh, yeah. They're the government cover-up is what happened. Um, and then we already mentioned that I think Elle should not fight Vecna. And she should use those newly harnessed superpowers to murder Angela. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and potentially everyone else that was involved in that whole scenario um, I think she should take that rollerblade and just run with that idea. <laughs> and then another one is that we kind of avoid the whole bullying scenario. And instead of L, who can barely read and write and probably does not know numbers other than one through eleven, um, <laughs> she should probably she should probably go to elementary school. Like she should or like start- an ESL English second language. I mean, she doesn't have a yeah. first language, but. <laughs> Yeah, she's older, so I was like, She ah, speaks maybe. in can crunches. <laughs> she literally, yeah, she speaks in facial expressions. So I think we have her, we meet her where she's at, you know? We don't thrust her into the U.S. public school system to be bullied. We avoid that, and we just, we either, like, have her Man, in there. Joyce. <laughs> yeah, Joyce is just like, ah, she'll do fine. Um, but yeah, I think I think we homeschool her. You know, we we use that like Encyclopedia Britannica job to get her caught up <laughs> with with some facts about the world, um, volumes A through Z. So yeah, I think that's another big point that maybe would have resolved some issues. Yeah, I think those are my like mini pitches there. I know that you had like a good idea that you wanted. Yeah, to- a good. <laughs> oh, okay, a horrible um- idea. <laughs> Well, so it's really stupid and it's really quick because it's mainly like word play. So I think Stranger Things sets up a stage for a three-part trilogy TV series. So first we would have Strangest Things, um, which is the sequel. And it's about, um, so everything is just like moved up a notch. Okay, we just dial it up. (laughs) Yeah, we have 12 who created something called The Sideways which is even worse than the upside down because you also can't walk like straight through it. Like you have to like be on like a grapple hook bungee cord kind of scenario. Um, And in November, 1993, so it's 10 years later, I was trying to think of what's bigger than will. So I said, free will, good buyers. Because free free Willie (laughs) (laughs) Um, is abducted. His mother, not Joyce, What's bigger than Joyce? Elation. Elations must go to the chief of police, Jim Jumper, not Hopper. Uh-huh. Jim Leaper is the next Jim one. Jim Leaper. <laughs> um, to find Free Willy. 
Um, so everything is just like much more intense and scarier. Like the kids, they ride motorcycles. <laughs> it is hardcore. <laughs> They're not playing Dungeons and Dragons. They're playing like strip poker. Well, in, the, in 1993, Magic the Gathering is big. So you yeah. have to also remember that it's in the 90s, which it also I think would help with Nancy because her hair just gets worse and worse. But in later seasons, once we get to 1995, she would get the Rachel cut, which is pretty mm, iconic. Friends. <laughs> um, and so like the entire time, everyone's really into Seinfeld. And so Dustin's like going on, like, what's the deal with these Demogorgons? So that's the sequel. I think that there's a lot of room for that. And then we have the prequel series, which is Strange Things, mm-hmm. um, which is... Uh, 1973 it's much more mild and subdued um so it's 10 created something called the slightly tilted (laughs) instead of the upside down um in november 1973 won't see us that's my hint it's the opposite of will (laughs) it won't um is only he's just kind of talked to by the demogorgon because at this point the demogorgon's just like kind of a tourist he's like I want to kind of broaden my horizons. Yeah, he's like, what's like, what's your meal here? Like, what's right. your favorite dish? Like, what's your national cuisine? He's just, he's just kind of just hanging out. Um, so his mother, uh, neutrals, um, because it's not joy, it's not elation. She's just neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, must go to the chief of police, Jim Skipper, to report the crime. Um, in, in this version, the kids just walk. <laughs> they don't even I'll have really stroll. <laughs> um there are zero jump scares the upside down is just kind of boring the demogorgon just kind of wants friends and since that's 1973 uh I don't know how this would factor in but the big thing of 1973 was Roe v Wade so we use stranger things to also talk about abortion Oh, nice. It's like, oh, yeah, in the upside down, women still have rights. <laughs> yeah. That's the 2020 version. It's like, actually, it's a little better there. So those like are, that's it. the trilogy. Strange things, stranger things, and strangest things. I like if it. season five isn't called strangest things, I will riot. We won't watch it. Yeah, we won't. Yeah, no, I'll we'll watch it because I want to see if there's any ending for the dog. No, yeah, of course, your favorite character, Chester. Um, His name is Chester Byers. Chester was not included in the move. He he did not make it. They just left him at the house. He's in the walls. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. So those are my only things. Um, I also wrote down Stranger Things, but it's one girl's attempt to make a pineapple upside down cake. I like it. That was it. That's the that's the Stranger Things baking show. It's actually really easy to make a pineapple upside down cake. You literally just arrange pineapple in the bottom of a cake pan, and then you put your batter on top, and that's it. It's a short season. <laughs> More of a snippet, a mini series, if you will. Part one, they split it up with a month in between of just placing the pineapples. And then you have to wait a month for part two of the flip. Oh my gosh. Um, Brooke, really quick, what kind of things are you watching lately? Um, well, I watched Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a bad bad actor like I didn't fully you know I was like I didn't think he was like Oscar nom I mean maybe he is but I didn't know I I didn't like assume that he was great and I had seen other things that he was in kindergarten cop 
probably being my favorite out of the, the <laughs> limited amount of his movies that I've seen. But wow, in Predator, he's like not in like the same movie as like the other people are in. <laughs> like he's he's there, but he's not like delivering his lines to the other people. He's just like, go to the chopper. <laughs> and it's like, this is before everything was CGI and like filmed on a green screen. They were actually right there with each other, but he acts like they were not. <laughs> he acts <laughs> like he's talking to like a tennis ball on a stick. Um, but that was interesting oh we started what's the star wars series called obi-wan kenobi oh you okay the name of yeah, the character yeah okay <laughs> nothing fancy with that one okay we started obi-wan which i watched like a couple of ewan mcgregor stuff because i saw that first episode and then also watched big fish <laughs> so that's all i've been watching what about you I've been watching a lot of things because I've had a lot of free time lately. Um, So I saw Under the Banner of Heaven with Andrew Garfield, um, which is like a true crime thing about how religion is scary. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was really interesting. And then um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I've seen two episodes so far and that's it. Um, But I really like it. I think that's the best like Star Wars series yet. Um, I've also been watching Miss Marvel. Um, just the first episode came out. Um, but like my little like South Asian heart is just like so full at seeing like someone who I can like relate to and like looks like me and stuff. And I was like, wow, is this what people feel like all the time? Like, that's so cool. Um, So I'm really excited to see more of that. I feel like it is kind of my life story. It's like this girl who like makes videos that no one looks at and like spends hours video editing. And then her mom doesn't let her go to comic cons. And she's just obsessed with fandom culture. And I'm like, I feel seen. me <laughs> representation um, yeah you texted you were like did I sign away my <laughs> rights <laughs> my story rights I also am not good at driving and she is not good at driving so it's 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 me she drinks <laughs> chai like it's it's <laughs> it's me um and then I also watched Miracle Workers I finished the first season of that with my family it's like with Daniel Radcliffe it's like about these uh, people who try to save the world. They make a deal with God that the earth will stay if like these two really like socially awkward people kiss. And so they like all these people in heaven have to try to like get these two together and stuff. So, and then I started watching um, Be Cool Scooby-Doo, which is the series after one of my favorites, which is Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. And this one's like a little weird because Daphne has never really had like a personality. So her personality is kind of always shifting. Um, But in this one, her thing is like, she's basically Phoebe from Friends. Like every episode, she has a weird thing of like, she's learning how to tame falcons or Mm -hmm. she only speaks through puppets. So it's like kind of like a weird thing, but she does stand-up comedy and I'm like queen. Um, And then um, only four more movies left on my Brendan Fraser filmography. So I watched Inkheart, um, rewatched Inkheart. I watched Standoff, um, which is also called Whole Lot of Soul which was very Irish, but very weird. Um, And then I watched Sinbad Beyond the Veil of Mist, which is easily some of the worst 
animation. It was like someone just played a Sims game and then asked like Mark Hamill and Leonard Nimoy and Brendan Fraser to narrate it. And they're like, this deserves to be on a screen. Um, there's one part where the, there's like the final line where the king is like, next time observe with, with your ears, not just your eyes. And I think that was, uh, written by the animators. They're like, just listen to how nice everyone sounds and not how crap the animation is. Um, and it's like year 2000, so it should have been better, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) I just love, I love that kind of work ethic where like, there were like a bunch of different glitches and the animators just like, mm. like, <laughs> like me if I said that I do it. animation. <laughs> so that's what I've been watching lately. But yeah, any other uh, concluding thoughts? I feel like this has been a long episode because we had a lot to say, but then I feel like part two, we're going to have less to say, but I don't know. We I don't know. have more to say. We could have more to say. It could kill everyone. kill <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Only Argos oh, for season five. And, he just and really then confused. in the final shot, you just have Chester the dog observe, observing the carnage. Yeah, he just like tiptoes away into the sunset. And they finally end with our main character, Chester by. <laughs> but yeah, I think this has just taught us that we really want to start a D&D league. No, so like, if you're listening to yeah. this and you would like to start a D&D league let us know <laughs> you can find us on social media at <laughs> remake hot take uh on instagram twitter youtube gmail, gmail <laughs> um facebook get in touch you can find we run a late night show that we're going to and get back up and running because <laughs> people are asking maybe I don't know <laughs> <Or> not. <laughs> um, but that's uh at the ketchup show on tiktok and morton third productions on twitter and maybe instagram i don't remember um and then you can find me at maria schwarz on instagram twitter letterbox gmail uh tiktok now uh, follow me on TikTok and see how I'm living my life, which is not well. Um, Brooke, where can they find you? They can find me at the Reese Cup on Instagram and Reese Brooke one on Twitter. <laughs> Are you Vecna? <laughs> yeah, Reese Brooke one Peter Henry Vecna. <laughs> that actually is the full the full username. That's uh, also your Gmail account. Yeah, I, it's actually Yahoo <laughs> at yahoo.com. Um, but yeah, that's it. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I hope you're as obsessed with this series as we are. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.